Zamzo's Garden Show is sponsored by Zamzo's. The views, opinions, and advice offered by the show's hosts do not necessarily reflect those of KBOI or its parent company, Cumulus Media. KBOI makes no representations as to the accuracy of the information expressed and shall not be responsible or liable for any claims arising out of the use of or reliance upon any such information. What kind of seeds are you sowing? Why is it so green where you're from? It must be Zamzo's growing in your yard, garden, or barn. You've done it right, you see. Talk 670 KBOI. It's the Nobody Knows Like Zamzo's Garden Show on News Talk 670 KBOI. To be a part of the show, call now 1 800 529 KBOI or 336 3700. It's the Nobody Knows Like Zamzo's Garden Show on the Big 670 KBOI. How's it going, everybody? This is the Zamzo's Garden Show, and I'm your host, Nolan Guthrie. Today, we're doing a pre-recorded show, so we're not taking phone calls today, but we look forward to talking to you again soon. Uh, I'm really excited today because I have in studio, I don't think I've done many of these either pre-recorded or live where I've had more than one guest. So this will be exciting. We'll see how it goes. But I'm really excited because I have Joss and Callie Zamzo both here with me. And uh, I'm really excited to talk to you guys. Oh, we're excited to be here. Good morning, Nolan. Uh, so we're going to talk today about Humagreen because it is, I think, one of the... I think Zamzo's has always had like unique products. Like I think that's one of the reasons Zamzos is like sets is set apart from uh, other people in the Treasure Valley, really in the world, in my opinion. But this one in particular, I think, is one of the more I don't know if it's one of the most unique or at least one of the more unique products that we carry in our stores. I, what, how do you guys what, in the ranking of products? Where would you put? You have to pick a favorite today. So what? Where would you put Humagreen in your favorite products? The show's about humor green, so I'm going to number one. <laughs> Got to be top five for me. Definitely. I top five, for sure. right, definitely. Right. So I, you know, the thing is, humor green is so is because it's so unique. I think a lot of people will never like not really understand like what it is or what it's about. And so I wanted to first address that, like what what is humor green? Why is it such a different product from everything else out there? Really, I mean, really different from everything else we sell in the store. Uh, there's really not a product that does what it does. Uh, so I don't know, Joss, what do you, how do you usually go about answering that question? Well, I, I think the best way to describe it is uh, we've got a, a, a humate base, which if, you, if you're not familiar with what a humate is, imagine uh, an ancient dinosaur age swamp where plants grew and died and grew and died and piled up over a long, long time and kind of compressed down. And if we gave it another uh, million years and some pressure, we'd have coal, and another million years and pressure, we'd have diamonds, but we're just short of that. So we've got a concentrated, think of it like a, a, an ancient compost deposit yeah. uh, where, where a lot of the fluff and compost has kind of been uh, bled off over time. And, and so you've this, this, this humate, and then to that we've added 
some iron, some non-staining iron. And, and the combination of those two uh, uh, work wonders on grass to help get us that green and, and a lot of the other features. But, but when people say, what is it? That's basically what it is. It's concentrated compost together with some iron. Right. So it's got, uh, and I, th that's what, I think that's one of the things that I've always kind of keyed in on is that it's humus or humate, which uh, is the end product of your your uh, compost, compost pile. Yeah. yeah right. Like if yeah, you're things breaking down, but it's to a point now where you can't recognize what it was originally. Right. Yeah, actually, absolutely. So you're, you're, you're it's basically uh, the oldest compost pile that <laughs> is around. So um, I, I'm always interested in like where, uh, where these things come from? Like, how did we get to that? And how did Zamzos find something out, find this out, and like think that it was a big deal? Callie, do you remember like stories around the house of uh, <laughs> Jim? Uh, I say Jim, like your dad, uh, you know, talking about human green or ever like getting excited about something like that? Oh, yeah, for sure. In fact, uh, Joss and I were just joking around about the fact that when we were little, when dad first discovered this process and, and put decided to put it together he wanted to see whether it would stain the sidewalk like yeah like regular iron products would and so he and he knew he already knew that it <laughs> wouldn't and he already knew that the other one would but he wanted the pictures so he went on our driveway our home driveway and he put the piles there and then washed it and got it wet and and let you know let it kind of seep in and then after we washed it off of course the the humagreen did not stain right. and the other iron product did and gosh, Joss, I think the stain was there for 10 years. Yeah, Even, yeah. yeah at least. Mom was not happy. <laughs> at least. <laughs> I get the feeling there's a lot of uh, stories like that where uh, dad had to do something and, and mom maybe wasn't as uh, excited about the uh, the process. Uh, I, I, would, I would say that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think, you know, one of the things that, uh, that we forget is at, at that time, um, the, the national brand, I, we don't have to talk about the name, but the national brand iron product was something that we were we were selling. It was one of the biggest, most important products that we sold at Zamzo's. I mean, we used to sell truckloads of this product. And, and so we heard a rumor, dad heard a rumor that the state of Washington had filed a lawsuit against this company uh, because they were claiming they were they were heavy metals in the product that were not safe. Mm. And um, the state of Idaho didn't have any information about it. The state of Idaho was not involved in any kind of a lawsuit. And, and we weren't actively, uh, the internet was not a thing. You didn't <laughs> right. have access to that. So yeah. it was just a rumor. And, and dad was very concerned because he said, I don't want to be selling truckloads of a product that has potential danger. And, and sure. so I remember him saying, will you get a sample of that and take it to the lab and and but don't tell them what's in it don't tell them what brand it is or anything else like that let's just send it to the lab and ask them to check for the lead and the cadmium and the arsenic and and whatnot and and just see what they say and w you know when those results came back it was clear that we needed to find a better solution and uh and you know I, i've always felt proud because what a lot of companies would have done is they would have said this is one of our biggest sellers and it's not against the law. Yeah. Idaho's not suing them. Uh, you know, wh why don't we wait until right. this is a real problem here? But he was proactive when he created Humagreen, and he didn't wait for the problem to come to Idaho before we started working on a solution. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's awesome stuff, and that's one of the reasons I have just always appreciated Zamzos. It reminds me of the story uh, when they started putting like urea in cattle feeds and mm -hmm. and 
you know, your your dad was just, no, we're not going to do that. It's not right. And and ended up losing a lot of business because it wasn't yeah. good for the animal. Lost all of our cattle business. And that yeah. was that was the biggest part of what we were doing at yeah. the time. So it was, yeah, that was very difficult. It's, but it's made all the difference now. I mean, well, right. I mean, I, I think it, it you make up for it when you do the right thing, obviously. So uh, it's very good. Yeah. Human Green is, is awesome in... Uh, so what other things like come to mind when you're you you're talking to somebody and, and, and they're just having an issue with their lawn? What's what's the thing about Humagreen? Like one word, uh, what's going to get somebody to just understand what Humagreen is going to do? Can it even be done in one word? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think if you wanted the short explanation, this is everything else that your lawn needs that you're not going to get from lawn food. And it doesn't matter if it's our brand, Scott's, whatever brand, this piece, this one component is something that adds to the picture of what your lawn needs, but it's not going to get those things any other place. So so it serves a role. It doesn't replace your lawn food, Yeah. but it, it fills in the gaps that are missing, no matter which product you're using regular old you know, farm and garden brand weed and feed, Humagreen <laughs> sure. can be used together with it and adds to the picture. Absolutely. So, okay, fantastic. So we've got a couple of other things we're going to talk about uh, when it comes to Humagreen after the break. We're going to talk about something uh, that is is kind of fascinating. It might be a little too sciencey, but the carbon to nitrogen ratio and why that's important. And then also, I'd like to know more about like how, why your dad even thought that it was a thing, not just an iron product, but something else. Like I know there's a story behind how we started thinking that this was kind of the way to go. And then I also wanted to talk about like just other ways that we can use it. Cause I know I've got a few stories and I've heard some of your stories as well, like different things that you do or have done with Humagreen. And, and I think it's, it just really seals the deal. Like it's a very versatile product. And while we sell it mainly for lawns, it can be done used for a lot of different things and it does well for just about everything. So we're going to talk about those things here as we come back here in the Zamzo's Garden Show on KBOI. The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk 670 KBOI. Hi, this is Jim Zamzo, and in case you haven't noticed, lots of folks are moving to the Treasure Valley, and they're learning that lawn care is different in the desert. And whether you're new to the area or have lived here all your life, if your lawn is crashing due to insects, disease, or the summer heat, you need more than generic products and advice from a big box store. You need the local expertise and local products found only at Zamzo's. That's because in our 88 years in business, we've seen it all and know what's really going on in your lawn and garden. But to properly diagnose the problem, we need your help. Bring us a 12-inch turf sample where the good lawn turns to bad. Or bring us the weed or insect you think is causing the problem. We'll identify and fix it the first time, which is critical because at this point you need to cure the problem now. So if your lawn or garden is crashing, come to Zamzo's before it's too late. 13 stores to serve you, including Napa across from Karcher Mall. Nobody knows like Zamzo's. Listen to KBOI live at KBOI.com. Hear the most live and local shows, including Casper and Chris, weekday mornings from 6 to 10. Did you miss your favorite local show? Go to KBOI.com and listen to it as a podcast. All local podcasts are also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the KBOI app. 
Stay up to date with station events, contests, and sweet deals. All at KBOI.com. All right, we are back for part two of the Zamzo's Garden Show. I'm your host, Nolan Guthrie, and with me today I have Joss and Callie Zamzo. They're both in studio with me today, and we're, uh, we are doing a pre-recorded show, so we're not doing uh, taking any calls today. If you have questions throughout the week, you can always reach out to us at zamzos.com, or you can uh, ask us a question, send us a picture on uh, Facebook or Twitter. I'm always uh, keeping an eye out on those things, and we'll answer your questions as they come up. And uh, if you find that helpful, we're always around. So uh, we're talking about Humagreen, and it's probably, I would, we, we, what did we decide? It's top five for Joss. <laughs> Callie took the easy road and said it's her favorite. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's, uh, I'm, I'm more along the lines of Joss. I think it's like one of my top fives. Although some of my top fives we don't even sell anymore. Uh, but that's, that's neither here nor there. So um, I wanted to talk about, uh, there's a story I remember hearing uh, about uh, your dad, Jim, uh, talking to a farmer out in Cuna, I believe it was. Is that mm-hmm. is that what it was? So, uh, yeah. What was I don't remember his name, but it's probably not as important. But <laughs> there was uh, there was there was something to that conversation that kind of sparked your dad's interest, and he brought up a, an interesting idea of this carbon to nitrogen ratio and what that means and why it's important. So I was wondering, Joss, can you explain kind of what that is and why it's something that's important for people's lawns and gardens? And Yeah, I, I think the reality is that a lot of people think of the dirt as this mechanical, uh, you know, it's it's all ground rock. And, and the reality yeah. is it's alive. And the more we can do to stimulate that life, the better everything works. And uh, and so the, the concept of carbon to nitrogen ratio is one of those things that's critical. Um, if you can get uh, the ratio between 12 to 1 and 20 and 1 of carbon to nitrogen, okay. um, you will have the optimal performance for those bacteria to really thrive. Right. And that's independent of what they want to eat. And that's and that's interesting because that's that's a lot of carbon. Right. Like that's that's a lot of one of those things and a lot less of one of the other. And you need a lot more of the carbon and a lot less of the nitrogen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So the car. So you so you want to have more carbon in the soil and uh, you balance that with nitrogen. So we, um, there's always what's the thing your dad always said? The the microbes eat at the table first. Right. Is that they always right? they always eat at the table first. They they're going to balance that ratio first with whatever they have available. And people who have put too much compost on their garden and just found they couldn't get anything to grow have experienced that. And you, if, you, if things don't, don't go well, you get that ratio off, the, the, the microbes will steal all of the nitrogen to try to balance it and the plants don't have any. Uh, and so that's, I think we see that in compost. Callie is, is the compost person. You, <laughs> <laughs> I could I sense a, a funny joke, but we'll keep that. Uh, but yes, exactly. And I think that's most people can relate to it uh, when you're if you have ever tried to do a compost pile. And, and I don't know if you guys ever did it without studying anything. But the first time that people do it, a lot of times like, oh, I'm going to take all my grass clippings and I'm going to put them in a pile and I'm going to create yeah. a compost pile. And then they're like, it won't break down. Yeah. What's going on? And, can confirm that is exactly how I started. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. and then somebody suggested you add a little bit of add some leaves, add some or as we say add some brown to your grain right. and try to balance that and as soon as you do that 
all of a sudden you kind of mix it up and you see that the it, the thing starts to break down and you're getting you're getting compost a lot more quickly. Yeah. And that's that's kind of what Joss is talking about is that balance so that the microbes can can begin to break things down and have things operate the way that they're supposed to. Right. So you need to you're, you're feeding the microbes, which in turn break things down and start to use things that then the plants can use and they go crazy. Right. Absolutely. And you, in a lawn. You, this is a completely unique scenario because you're farming mm, a crop, right? right? So yeah. you've got turf grass, um, and you, in this particular case, you're harvesting once a week, <laughs> and you never rotate. Right. And every time you harvest, you're pulling carbon out, and you're throwing it in the trash to take up to, to, the, to the landfill. So you're pulling carbon, pulling carbon, pulling carbon, and when we go to fertilize we're only putting back nitrogen. So we are, because of this, the way we're farming this grass, we are robbing that ground of carbon. And, and it's why you take humigreen, which is mostly carbon, and put it on and, it, and people describe it, it's like a magic wand. When you put that carbon down on the ground, all of a sudden, everything else starts to work. The, the nitrogen that was previously applied and the microbes kick into gear. I mean, it's like magic here. Uh, well, a little bit of a little bit of humoring on a lawn that's been over fertilized and it's like magic. Yeah, it is. It is pretty amazing to see just the turnaround and the, the, the difference that carbon makes overall to the overall health and color and look to the rest to the lawn and and all your plants really uh, is is pretty amazing. I've I've run into situations where someone would put humigreen down and they didn't see a lot happen for a few weeks. And I think that's in, in Joss maybe or in Cali you probably know you you guys are both super smart and went to college. <laughs> uh, uh, but if you know when you when you just have the carbon and you don't have the nitrogen you don't get as much result, right? So it's still that balance. You've got to have both things in the proper supply, which is why the lawn food is uh, still needed when you're using Humigreen, just like even in the compost pile. You've got to have some sort of fuel for them to do their work and be active. Right, if there's one time uh, that I've seen the product not work as well, it's usually because they put it on and it works so well the first time that they say to heck with anything else. In the fall, I'm going to do more humigreen, and it works pretty good the second time. And then they say, well, I'm just going to quit buying anything else. Mm -hmm. I'm right. only going to use humigreen. And, and they start loading up. The nitrogen level is not high enough. The carbon level gets up. Yeah. And... Then they come in and, and accuse us of changing the formula after they've used it, you know, three or four right. times in a row. The fifth time in, it doesn't cause the green, and so then they go put down a regular lawn food, and then wham, yeah. here it comes, you know, because they get their ratio right, yeah. and things are back on track. So it's it's a perfect product to be added to what you're also doing. Yeah, and I think Callie, you were mentioning you apply it every time you fertilize or just about every time you fertilize? Yeah, I apply, I apply a few times a year. A yeah. few times. Mm -hmm. so, I don't yeah. do it every time, but I, yeah. I would imagine every time probably, would I mean, you need a, <laughs> you're going to need, you go through a couple mowers to get right. that one done because right. there's just so much grass and it's so thick and green. 
uh, you end up uh, causing <laughs> causing a lot of lawnmower repair throughout the year. Right, and, and I I think you you know you don't don't underestimate the the reality that when you put it on, whatever you put on last time, you're going to get more out of it, and whatever you put on next time will also work better. Yeah. So so you you, you get this benefit. And like I say, it doesn't matter where you put on your whichever product you put on in in March or or, or May, you can put human green down, and you'll get more out of what you, you did apply, and and more of what you put on in September when you do it again. Yeah. So it just it keeps working and it keeps building up in the soil, and there's uh, a lot of added benefit, and I think we'll get to that here in, an, in another second or in the next segment of the show, uh, because I know. It, it's not just good for the lawn. It's good for lots of other things, and it does more than just green up the lawn. So we'll get into that here in just a moment on the Zamzo's Garden Show. This is a pre-recorded episode we are doing with Joss and Callie. We're talking about one of our more unique products that we have in the store and this time of year which is a uh, summer a lot of people are looking to green the grass up without causing a lot of growth and hold on to moisture and, and we're going to get into some of those other things here in just a moment. the zamzo's garden show will be back right here on news talk 670 kboi Hi, this is Josh Samzo here with my sister, Callie. And Callie, what's bugging you? What's bugging me? You mean my lawn, my garden, my house? Okay, let's start with your house. I've got ants coming in to eat my cat food. I like that spiders eat other insects, but I really don't want them in my home. And the yellow jackets are terrible this year. And we've been seeing bill bugs and chinch bugs in people's lawns, so it's time to start preventing them as well. I'm also being bugged by tomato hornworms, earwigs, roly-polies, oh, and squash bugs. Yeah, I'd like to squash them, but an easier way is to come to Zam and pick the right cure for whatever's bugging you. And we've got a variety of ways to deal with the problem, including safe chemical, organic and natural solutions, even biological cures. And Zamzo's also has physical traps for wasps and yellow jackets that are just like Hotel California. They can check in anytime, but they can never leave. So if you've got insects you want to go away, go now to your nearest Zamzo's and let us help stop whatever's bugging you. Nobody knows like Zamzo's. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. All right, we are back for part three of the Zamzo's Garden Show. I am your host, Nolan Guthrie, and with me today is Joss and Callie Zamzo, and I'm really excited to have them here and get a chance to talk about uh, something really cool. I always... I like talking to you guys because you have these you know, weird little stories about, <laughs> and some of most of them we can't say on air. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but you, you, I, you know, I always get these cool little insights and things that uh, are just really fascinating. And Callie, you, while we were uh, getting ready for this segment, you have some very old-looking paper here, <laughs> yeah. and you were talking. Um, Tell tell me what again what that was uh, that was about. Yeah, so this actually was this came through this week, and Dad doesn't you know he's not involved with <laughs> yeah, any of this. He had no here. idea we were doing this, right? So yeah. he but he just um, he came across he was doing some cleaning and he came across some some paperwork that he had. I, Joss was like late seventies, early eighties, and right. and so I was just thumbing through it as we were preparing for this. I'm like, wow, this all totally applies because mm. it's talking about applying humus, and these are um, these are soil tests that he done he mm. had done and sent out for testing and so here's one where they had one gram of soil where soybeans were being grown and they added the humus uh the which is humigreen that we're using now yeah. and it increased the microorganisms 873 percent 
And that happened in only 48 hours. 873% yeah. in, 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 in 48, 48 hours. hours. That's, that's so it's just in, life creating life. Yeah. It's amazing. And that's like, there's another one here where it's like 5,900%. And so this was, yeah, I guess it was rice soil that he had that, that they were treating. 5,900 percent increase in the microbes over I, the control it's it's hard to believe that something could grow that quickly i mean i guess bacterias and things like that they just they just do when there's the right stuff there for when they them. have the right substrate yeah. and that's and, and it's incredible to just like think about like that that's what you're doing when you do when you put this out on your lawn you're increasing the life like you said cal life creating life it's yeah. it's food for everything that's in your soil not just the grass not just the trees and the shrubs and your in your vegetables but those those really important beneficial microorganisms Absolutely. um okay so yeah and that's really awesome now along with that one of the things that's really interesting there's a lot of kind of side benefits to humigreen uh, that you know we don't we might not talk about as much. It's like it's more like these are this is how how it's made. Not it's not the sizzle. <laughs> is that how it goes? It's not the sizzle of the steak. It's right. it's what went into the steak. Uh, but they are really helpful and really ben beneficial. I think uh, along with the the microorganisms, the thing that it one of the things it really helps with is reduced thatch in the lawn. As you, uh, uh, maybe we need to, do we need to talk about what thatch is? That might be a good idea to just talk about what thatch is. What do you usually go for there, Josh? You, you got, you have the undigested grass clippings in effect right at the surface, but you also have roots that come up there because you've got a, a mat of warm, wet, uh, uh, material there that you know so that the roots can come up and get their moisture there yeah uh, but but the reality is if you you know it, it seems counterintuitive what people want to do is dethatch their lawn and rip all that stuff out of there yeah. but if you put down some humigreen right on top of that thatch it melts away and in fact a lot of the nurseries that that I've worked with in eastern Idaho um, they they sell humigreen uh, and they don't even talk about the, anything other than just the dethatching nature of really? it. Really? That, that's, the, that's the biggest thing is is they, they sell it first thing is this is a critical thing. You put this treatment down just to keep the thatch out of your lawn. Mm. And um, they don't even discuss the other pieces of it or even use it in the hot part of the summer. It's it's worked so well for that. That's all they do. Is just apply green just to keep the thatch out of right, it. Right, right. Yeah, that's pretty incredible because thatch is one of those – things that you know when it when it builds up your lawn really starts to stress you get mm -hmm. chinch bugs you get uh water stress lot lots of things happen so keeping thatch under control is a major component to keeping your lawn healthy in the long term so the other thing that uh i i think we we it seemed like we focused more on this when i first started with zamzos uh, but I, it's always been something that, you know, anybody who's worked for the company for a long time always knows this, but also how much it helps hold moisture in the soil. And uh, I was wondering if, Josh, you could talk about, uh, like, what what is it about that humigreen that helps hold moisture? Well, the, the, the structure, the carbon itself, that piece of it holds water. But I think the... The piece of it that that Callie mentioned that where every single bacteria, every organism that's in that soil has moisture in and around its body, a mucilaginous 
substance all the way around Gross. itself <laughs> and all the, 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 the inside the cell membrane, yeah. all that moisture is available to plants when those things die. Mm. And they're constantly yeah. growing and dying. And by expanding that, you're putting at a microscopic level this storage tank of moisture that is available to plants when they need it, that when that bacteria is not there is absent. And when you're talking about trillions in your lawn, it, it's a lot of water. Uh, you know, my daughter always likes to make slime. Let's talk about putting <laughs> right. green out on your lawn and just let the microbes make it. green slime is the next YouTube fad? <laughs> exactly. Okay. Uh, let's not go there because I had plenty of it around my house for uh, the time that it was popular. Um, so uh, so it, it, it helps dethatch. It helps hold water. Uh, what are some of the other uh, just general benefits? Uh, I mean, why why is it that we we promote it so much in the summer, Kelly? No, it also contains a whole bunch of minerals that the oh, micro yeah. and the trace minerals that people don't talk about very much, but that the lawn needs. Humans also, animals, we all need these the minerals that are micro and micro trace amounts, just the tiniest tiniest right. bit. But those are the things that can be key elements to bringing health. So it, it part of what's in that this that wonderful rich humus are these you know these micro and trace minerals yeah. that are you know boron things like that. We're going to talk about boron. It's a fun word to say. Uh, yeah, and those are the things where um, you don't you don't think about them until they're gone. Like you don't really notice anything until it's not there. Right. And then you start noticing a lot of issues. And truth be told, you're not going to measure it probably. Somebody's not going to come out to your lawn and say, oh, you know what? You're mm. a little bit short in manganese. <laughs> like that's not going to happen. But what you do is you yeah. put down the humigreen. It, it's there now all of a sudden. And now you'll notice problems go away that you couldn't diagnose otherwise because you're yeah. not going to diagnose a manganese or a mag manganese or a boron deficiency. Yeah. Here. Not likely going to do that. So. I, you know, we can't lose track of the simple reality that we want our lawns green. Yeah. yeah. And it's very difficult in Idaho to fertilize. When it gets above 90, you can burn even by a slight accidental overlap or any kind of spill. You'll burn that grass and it'll be dead until next year. You just don't have any leeway because... Those plants are drinking a lot of water and the fertilizer dissolves in the moisture there in the soil. So if it's drinking a lot of water, it's gonna get a lot of fertilizer right. and you burn on accident with any kind of fertilizer, but with Humagreen, you can't burn. Uh, so, so you've got that perfect product to put down when it's 100, you can put Humagreen down, get the green that you really want without burning. Right, yeah, exactly. And I think that's something that we, uh, the the grass can't help plants can't help but they have to drink and if the fertilizer is there they have to take that with them right. and so that's where you get too much growth and that causes bug disease problems all sorts of things so I, I like that you mentioned how you can't burn with it you can't in like you know Callie you put it on almost every other mm -hmm. time you fertilize mm -hmm. so you can't overdo it as long as you're balancing all that stuff out uh, you're you're going to be in good shape. 
and uh, things are going to work out. It's yeah. going to look nice. Right. <laughs> and you're going to save a little bit of water and not have to dethatch because dethatching is probably one of the worst jobs uh, yeah. uh, really when is. it comes to a lawn. So, all right, we are uh, talking about Humagreen. We're going to come back for one more segment. We've got a few things uh, to cover left here with Joss and Callie Zamzo on this pre recorded episode of the Zamzo's Garden Show. And we will be right the back. The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk 670 KBOI. Hi, this is Callie Zamzo, and the 92nd Annual Meridian Dairy Days is this weekend, June 23rd through the 26th, hosted by TDS Fiber. Zamzo's will be there as we have been for many years, and we'll have a fun entry in the Dairy Days Parade, which is back. But this year is on Saturday evening, June 26th, starting at 6 p.m. You may not realize it, but the purpose of Dairy Days is to build strong leaders for our future by supporting 4-H and FFA in Meridian and the surrounding area. In fact, the first dairy show was held on June 18, 1929, and the first dairy show at the present showgrounds was in 1949. Along with the parade through downtown Meridian on Saturday night, there's a carnival, pageants, car races, cattle and goat shows, sporting events, music and story park, and tons of other activities all four days. Go to dairydays.org for a list of times and locations for all events. Then we'll see you this Saturday night at 6 p.m. for the annual Dairy Days Parade, which starts at Zamzo's right underneath the Meridian Water Tower. Start your weekday live and local with Casper and Chris, 6 to 10. Alan Bundy officially announced on Saturday his run for governor. And your weekday live and local with Nate Shellman. Weekday afternoons from 3 to 7. The OCD part of me doesn't hate the idea of all states having the same rule. Should election day be a federal holiday? Like Christmas and Juneteenth? No. More live and local shows than anyone else. On News Talk KBOI. All right, we are back for part four of the Zamzo's Garden Show. I'm your host, Nolan Guthrie. We are doing a pre-recorded show today, so we're not taking any phone calls. But if you have questions throughout the week, if something comes up in the lawn or the garden you're not sure about, you can always bring a sample into the store, or you can snap a picture of it and add it to uh, put it up on Facebook and uh, tag us in it, and uh, I will be sure to find that and answer any of those questions you might have. Uh, you can also email us at zamzos at zamzos.com, and I can answer those questions for you there as well. So we've been talking about Humagreen. I've got Joss and Callie Zamzo here with me today, which uh, thank you both for taking some time out to come hang out with me a little yeah, bit and talk fun. about some of this stuff. Uh, I always enjoy getting to hear uh, you know, the stories about things, and, and some of them I actually got to be a part of uh, <laughs> uh, or, you know, I got to experience, I'll be on the tail end of some of them, but um, we were just talking about how uh, early on with Humagreen, they used to put Thrive in it. Thrive being probably one of the others that's in the top five of favorite products. Uh, but they used to, is that, is that what they used to, how did yeah. I, how, what was you, the process? Well, so whenever you take this powdered Humate, when you're trying to make those little balls, they call that a prill. And um, and so typically uh, when you're trying to make a prill out of a powder, you add water and the water droplets kind of grab a little bit of, of, of whatever you're oh, okay. prilling and they make a snowball and they kind of pile up. And so dad, of course, was formulating this product uh, saying, you know, what would be the dream? And, and so he said, instead of water, let's use Thrive to prill it. Mm -hmm. And um, and because, you know, we're, we're going to have the kind of the best of both worlds, but it ended up being a terrible disaster <laughs> uh, because what, exactly what we wanted to have happen 
in your lawn happened in the bag. Right. And we had um, these bags of humigreen that were heating up. I mean, getting so hot that you couldn't hold on to the bag. The composting process was going, and it actually ate the bag. Yeah. Like, it dissolved the bag, and you'd go to pick them up, and they would just come apart <laughs> like they'd been in a compost pile. Uh, and so we had to go back and pull the Thrive out. And it still is one of the secret weapons. A lot of the longtime employees, if they've got a tree that's stressed or something, they'll do them together. Yeah. Um, or, or if you have that ultra-competitive uh, lawn keeper that's just wants their grass greener, you do Humagreen on a really tight line and you come over the top with Thrive uh, n right along the line with the watering can and in the lawn blows up right there. Yeah. there. It's a really powerful. It just doesn't work in the back. <laughs> <laughs> it does work really well. And it's I you know, I, I started with Zamzos a while ago at the uh, first uh, the old Nampa store before it got rebuilt. And I remember uh, that first couple weeks somebody said, Hey, go grab a bag of Humagreen. It's out in the barn. And I went out there and I picked the bag up. And as I picked it up, my hands just basically kind of went through it. <laughs> yeah. And I ended up with like just, you know, a bunch of Humagreen in my hands. Like that was all that was there. I was like, what is going on? They're like, yeah, it does that. <laughs> <laughs> so Humagreen and Thrive, the, the secret weapon to anybody who wants the ultimate green lawn. It is uh, super fantastic. Okay. So a couple of other things I wanted to talk about. I, uh, I'd like to know know like what people use humigreen for not just in the lawn but like in other situations so i uh again early in my career at zamzos i had a uh, my my first house sprinklers broke and i was too lazy to go out there and fix them right away and ended up getting really hot and i was i'm totally totally new i think it was probably my Gosh, it probably was my first summer here at Zamzo's or just in Idaho. And I'm used to Portland weather. It's just completely <laughs> different. And the lawn just got just baked and a big section of lawn died. And I remember I was, you know, I, I, I fixed the sprinklers and then I went to uh, get some seed. But I didn't have anything else to put down with the seed. And it was still pretty hot. It was like still, it was probably like maybe late June, close to July, uh, getting hot. And I thought, man, I want to. I really want to get this seed down, but I don't have anything else. I do have that bag of humigreen, and I had this idea of how you would. Uh, uh, what do they do when you inoculate peas? You know, and you put it yeah. in the. I had this idea that maybe it would kind of do the same thing because I knew, you know, kind of these these biological things were happening. So I thought maybe it would help with that. And I put it. I put the seed down, and then I went over it with humigreen. And the sprinklers, however it was, you know, just watering. And I was blown away at how much faster it came up. Usually grass takes about 10 days, 14 days. I think it was up within seven days. And within that 14 days, I was already mowing it. It just, it grows so fast. It just blew up, like, you know, Joss was saying. And I, it was, that was just Humagreen. And yeah. I've recommended that ever since. It's, it's what everything it, that we're talking about is, is all summarized in what you just said. So it provides that moisture that the seed needs. It provides those nutrients. It provides that it improves the life. The life then is yeah. helping to get that, stimulate the seed to make it go quicker and establish the root system can establish yeah. more quickly. All of it. Yeah. yeah, and I did that in, in, in the time of the year where you wouldn't usually right. plant seed, and it did just fine. It went crazy, and I was so impressed 
uh, with doing that. So what are some of the other things that you, like Callie, what do you, what other things do you like to use Huma Green for or how uh, do you use it for? I, I love it in pots. I mm. love it because I, life in the soil type tends to, you know, or in pots when yeah. you put in your potting soil, it tends to, we've all seen that our pots get kind of that weird crunchy soil that's like just <laughs> lifeless and right. of course that's the, the plants begin to look that way as well so both inside in my house plants yeah and then also outside and like in my flowering pots and whatnot to revitalize i i use it there but i'm also the one i i wasn't kidding in the commercial i really am willy-nilly when i apply it to my lawn it goes everywhere yeah. i just i don't even worry about it. i do a lot of that kind of like fast push thing where it just sort of shoots it <laughs> shoots it out into the, yeah, yeah 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 we get that extra <laughs> that extra little oomph exactly. to it to get it into that corner that you don't ever exactly visit, right? so i yeah i put it everywhere yeah. it's, i love it joss do you have any weird times you've tried to use humor I, I the i think people that decide they want to do core aeration yeah you know yeah. You, you pull cores in the fall early in the spring you know, put down heavy humigreen after that and get it down into those holes. Yeah. Uh, it, that that takes that kind of a temporary cultural change you're making and it turns it into something that affects change long term yeah. in the lawn. And so I I would stress like never do a core aeration without adding humigreen. It it changes the game for that. Yeah. I had a yeah I would have similar situation growing when I went to school, you know, learning about these sort of things. Uh, the first time I ever used a core aerator was on a golf course green and they, you know, just top dressed with sand because mm -hmm. that's what they do there. Uh, but, you know, he was the, the instructor was saying, you know, you should always put something down after that. And I used to for years, it was just compost, get a yard of compost and spread it over there. But that is such a, a hassle to get compost over your lawn. It's mm -hmm. just it takes forever and it's just way too much work. And I started recommending the same thing. If you're going to core aerate, if you're going to, uh, you know, do a thatch or you're going to overseed, that's mm -hmm. another really good place to do it. Get human green out on top of it because it's going to do so much stuff. Uh, and especially with core aeration, I think it's one of those. If you don't do anything after core aeration, if you just pull the plugs and leave them, you're just you're kind of wasting your time. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't change anything. So. Okay, well, we are just about out of time. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Joss and Callie. Uh, we've been talking about Humagreen and what it does in the lawn. Uh, it's been a lot of fun, and it's just there's a lot of good things that come uh, to the lawn, to the garden, whatever it is, wherever you want to apply Humagreen. Really, just go go crazy with it. <laughs> I mean, you can use it everywhere. Um, maybe not in a fish tank. I don't know. Don't if, eat uh, it. <laughs> don't eat it. <laughs> don't brush your teeth with it. Uh, that's probably not going to help you out very much. But uh, when it comes to lawns, gardens, uh, really everything that's growing around your house, go ahead and give it some. Uh, give it. Try some humigreen because, like, yeah. that's one of the things that's great about it. You can just try it somewhere and see what happens because chances are you're going to see something amazing, and Absolutely. that's uh, that's what you know. Thrive and. Uh, Humagreen are kind of both that way. You know, you just just go ahead and try it. It's, right, and right now is the time. Now is Do the it time. now. All right, thanks a lot for tuning in, everybody. We are out of time. We will talk to you again soon here in the Zamzo's Garden. Hi, this is Josh Samzo, and as you've heard or seen on the television news, most of the western United States is already experiencing moderate to extreme drought conditions. Here in the Treasure Valley, it's been abnormally dry, and the rivers are running very low. At Zamzo's, we can help with ways to water wisely, including experts, 
expert advice and innovative ways to precisely measure how much water you're putting down every time you water your lawn or garden. We're talking about Zamzo's new water audit kit. You get four specially designed gauges that collect the water emitted from your sprinkler heads, showing you exactly how much water is actually reaching your lawn during each cycle. What's more, Zamzo's water audit kit will pay for itself in the first month with savings on your water bill, not to mention helping preserve a precious natural resource that this year is in short supply. So before you waste water, stop by your nearest Zamzo's and ask us about our new water audit kit and other ways to water wisely with help from Zamzo's.